Welcome to the We Date Modern podcast, a fresh approach to modern dating with clarity and confidence. I'm Chanel Dokun, a relationship expert trained in marriage and family therapy. Each week on the podcast, I'll be hosting a somewhat irreverent conversation about love, sex, and marriage from a Christian perspective. I believe healthy relationships are possible, but we have to create them together. Thanks for joining us. On today's episode of the podcast, we're joined by my good friend, Kimberly Weaver, and I am so excited to have her because we're going to be talking about emotionally healthy dating and what it looks like to um, have a strong knowledge of self and also how your own personal emotional and spiritual health can then impact your experience in relationship. One of my favorite things about this We Date Modern podcast is that I get to speak to people like pastors, but I also get to talk to everyday women who are grappling with their real dating life right now. And so I love Kim. She is so open and honest and vulnerable, and she's going to share a lot with you about where she is today, but also some of her past experiences. I will say one thing to keep note of is that the sound is a little off in this podcast, uh, mainly because we were recording in a space that um, wasn't fully soundproofed, um, but hopefully that won't be a hindrance to you and you can still hear the amazing things that she has to say. So I'm not going to give you too much of a preamble. Just go ahead and we're going to dive right in. Here's my conversation with Kim. Um, So Kim, why don't you tell us a little bit about... And um, just what your dating experience has been like recently? That is a loaded question. Um, <laughs> but I would say recently, meaning this past year, um, it's it's been non-existent, <laughs> to be honest. Um, this is going to sound deep, but I really sense that, like, God has just been protecting me and hiding me. Um, and so I, I do kind of feel isolated in a sense, but not alone or um, lonely. And so, yeah, I think I'm in a space where I'm really um, focusing on my relationship with God um, and just trying to become more disciplined with Him um, and not being so consumed about wanting to be married and and dating and all that. And so just really trying to focus on um, my walk with God and, and doing His will for my life in this season. I think that's a huge deal. I mean, I think to be able to say, I'm not so much, um, I'm alone, but I'm not lonely, right? Mm -hmm. And some of the things I hear you're saying. And also this idea of being hidden, like God's like hiding me. Tell me more about that. Like what's that perspective? Sure. Um, So I feel this way because I went through a period where, um, honestly, it was easy to go out on dates. It was easy to meet guys. Um, I felt like I was seen by guys and kind of known by guys, but um, I really felt like God has been blocking (laughs) some things. (laughs) Um, And I think that's because he's really protecting me. Um, I've had a lot of unhealthy relationships in the past, and so I realized that, you know, God is just like, no, you're going to sit still, and I'm going to work on you, and we're going to get this figured out together before I release you to start dating again. So... Yeah, I really feel like it's divine intervention. <laughs> yeah. That's huge. I yeah. don't think that's a big deal. Um, and, you know, thank God that he does that, right? That mm-hmm. he has these moments where he actually hides us and kind of prevents us maybe from mm-hmm. making more unhealthy choices. Right. Um, so tell me, um, I guess just generally speaking, it sounds like you're in this 
phase, a little bit of waiting mm-hmm. and a little bit of trying to grow in your own relationship with God right now. Um, but as much as you can tell, whether it's in your own life or in the lives of some of your friends and kind of mm-hmm. the Christian women that you see, what do you feel like are some of the biggest challenges that Christian women are facing when it comes to dating right now? Right. Um I think if you asked me this question like a few years ago or before I entered this season, I probably would have said the lack of Christian men, (laughs) Uh, particularly Christian black men um, who are submitted, keyword submitted to God. Um, There's a lot of people that claim that they are Christians, but they're not submitted to God. Um, But what I've come to realize that I think the biggest challenge is, um, and this goes on both sides with Christian men and women, um, us really trusting God in this process. Mm -hmm. And I felt like there's a lot of times where um, I've gotten in my own way and tried to um, make things happen without um, seeking God or his input just because I didn't believe that, you know, God was good enough to provide, you know, marriage for me. And so I I really think it comes down to a trust issue um, with us believing that God does want this good thing for us if this is what we desire, so... Mm. Yeah, and I think that's um, the ability to trust God, either that he will uh, that He will give us that good thing that we are desiring because he's a good father who mm-hmm. wants to bless us and love us, and he, you know, he desires to see us thriving, um, but also that marriage may not be the thing that is the good thing. Right. Which is the alternative, right? Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorite books... Have you ever read Emotionally Healthy Spirituality? I am in the process of reading it. Shut up! Okay, (laughs) so there's this part in... um, It's by Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It's by Pete Scazzaro, Mm -hmm. uh, who pastors New Life Church out here in in Queens. Former pastor. Former pastor, Mm -hmm. right. Um, So Pete, he... Pete, because we're on a first-name basis. um, (laughs) One of the things he says in that book that I really love... I don't actually... I actually don't think it's in emotionally healthy spirituality maybe but it's definitely in emotionally healthy leader okay um in that book he talks about having indifference to the outcome Mm -hmm. and I latched on to that concept because he was saying we really know we're in a place of health when we don't have you know it's not that we don't care like we don't have feelings or thoughts about um, what the ultimate result of some decision is mm-hmm. or some situation is. But when we've reached a place of indifference mm-hmm. where we accept that, like, if this thing moves forward in the way that I wanted, then great. But if it doesn't, that's an okay outcome too. Right. And so I think that God is often calling us, when you talk about trust, mm-hmm. I think part of that trust is calling us to an indifference to the outcome. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, it's kind of the thing, like, when we discuss like our idols, what are the things that we are most desiring? And if it's not God, then it's a problem. And so for a lot of women, we really desire marriage to the point that it becomes an idol and it becomes the ultimate thing instead of God being the ultimate thing in our life. And so, and I think ultimately that stems from a root of like unbelief and trust in God. So um, yeah, I think I've come to a place where I can say that I am indifferent to the outcome because I know it's not um, something that my life is, like, predicated upon. Like, I have a purpose outside of being married, you know? Yeah. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. I love that. So tell me, um, 
a little bit, because we're talking about emotional health, um, and before we hopped on to record today, one of the things we were kind of talking about is what does it mean to um, express or experience kind of that like emotional world in relationships? Mm-hmm. And so um, you were mentioning something about like experiencing emotional intimacy in past relationships and mm-hmm. what that was like in terms of how you kind of had a healthy experience or maybe unhealthy, I don't know, you tell us, but with some of the men that you were dating in the past. Do you want to tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit more about that? Sure. So I have to preface the conversation by saying that, one, I am clueless about my emotions. So personally, this is just an uh, an issue with me um, individually, but it also bled out into um, some of the relationships that I had. So as I'm growing, I'm, I'm realizing the importance of being aware of your emotions, being self-aware. Um, but in terms of relationships, I think um, initially when I started dating, um, I was I was mainly focused on like, the sexual intimacy part and you know like having sex before marriage is wrong and um so I didn't even like see emotional intimacy as a potential issue or um challenge in a relationship until um my my I got into a relationship where we weren't sexually intimate at all and that was kind of off the table and I realized because of that, I kind of let my um, guard down. And so I think um, emotional intimacy is like sharing your heart with someone. And for a while, I was very guarded um, when it came towards my heart. But in a, my most recent relationship, um, things switched because it wasn't about sex anymore. So like, what else are we going to be doing? We're going to get to know each other. And I felt like I can, you know, lower um, my guard and kind of like share myself with this person. Um, But I think it became um, detrimental and that that became the focus. And um, I think I shared things with him that I probably shouldn't have probably too soon Mm -hmm. in our relationship also. Um, where I let him see, you know, my heart um, without knowing that he would be able to, you know, really protect it and care for it. Um, and I think I, I kind of not put God in his place, but I think there was things that I shared or went to him about that I should have been going to God about um, instead of going to him and that, you know, created some issues. Um, this is a really, I, I like love what you're saying because mm-hmm. I think this is a big issue that I hear from women time and time again where it feels like, okay, I know that I've maintained those physical boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not sleeping with him. They'll mm-hmm. tell me this in therapy. Chanel, I'm not sleeping with him, right? We, mm-hmm. um, we've managed to kind of keep our clothes on. We're, we're respecting each other in that way. And because that's a lot of what's been preached at them or what they've internalized as the boundary marker for good Christian dating, Mm -hmm. they feel really good about that. But then they feel this discomfort and kind of like, ugh, there's no better way for me to put it than ugh. Um, That's what they feel about the relationship as a whole because they often will walk away still feeling very used. Mm -hmm. And then they're confused because it's like, wait a minute, I kept my clothes on, but I still feel that sense of um, vulnerability and kind of 
well, intimacy that I felt when I was being sexually active with someone Mm -hmm. and didn't want that to be the case. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like what you're sharing because it sounds like you've identified a couple of things that are really helpful boundary markers and what it means to express and experience emotional intimacy with a partner. Right. Um, You know, one of the big things, and I just want to highlight one of the things you said is that, like, that element of guarding your heart and letting someone um, in. So tell me, tell me more about that, because mm-hmm. I know some women are thinking, like, I don't know if I have guarded my heart in a relationship. Like, what would it mean to maybe share something that seems very intimate? You don't have to put all your business out in the street, okay. but <laughs> topic-wise or maybe something like that. Hmm. Okay, I have to think about this. Sure. Because um, I struggle with being self-aware, so... <laughs> <laughs> um. I think um, in this relationship, I think I was really excited, one, to to date someone that I knew was, like, submitted to God. Um, And so it was easy to talk about, um, you know, different challenges that I might have had in my walk. Um, It was also easy to, like, kind of rely on him as, like, someone to pray with and, you know, do devotionals and seek after God with. Um, And so... It's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think we we got too close too soon um, in our relationship where um, I don't think we took the time to, like, posture our heart in the right place um, in terms of, one, seeking God first and seeking him in this relationship, but knowing that um, he is, like, ordering our steps and... um, I think also not like being succumbing to like the idol of this relationship and that thing. I don't know if I'm making sense, but <laughs> yeah, you are making sense. Um, one of the things that it brought to mind when you were saying that is, you know, we're talking about emotional intimacy, but you brought up a great point of really it's like spiritual intimacy, mm-hmm. right? And I think that actually happens a lot in Christian relationships. Because we're trying to be, you know, and especially it happens a lot in Christian relationships that are aiming to be holy. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, hey, we want to, let's do this thing. Let's pray yeah. together. Let's be about God. Let's talk, let's like, let's be about the process of sanctification, mm-hmm. right? So as we um, are seeking to grow in our walk, we end up letting somebody else into that journey with us, maybe prematurely. Right. Um, and that idea of, like, like prayer is such an intimate thing. It is. You know, I think if you're doing it right, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're on our faces, we're confessing and, you know, praising God for the, the deepest things in our life. Like, mm-hmm. we're completely naked before the Lord. And so to experience that level of vulnerability before God is appropriate and, let's be honest, required, mm-hmm. right? Um, so then when we let somebody else in... Um, I think there's a way to pray corporately that right. is healthy and enriches the body and is, mm-hmm. like, good, right? So it's like, I'm not saying don't pray with other people, mm-hmm. but you know there's that level of prayer where, like, we're doing something different here. Right. And I don't know if, you know, just because God's ready to hear this doesn't mean that you're ready to hear it. Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, So that seems like a really um, important area for us to be aware of because I think Mm -hmm. it's easy for us to stray into that um, opening ourselves up in this 
for the sake of being holy and mm-hmm. actually having the reverse effect of now we've created this bond with someone that we're not really meant to experience just yet. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it sounds like there are some other parts to that too in terms of the emotional intimacy of, um, you know, there's maybe beyond just like that kind of spiritual activity and rhythm. It's like um, pushing this person into the space of God where I'm bringing things to them mm-hmm. as opposed to bringing them to God. Right. Yeah, I think that's so true. Um, another thing I realized, too, is that I think we lacked some accountability in our relationship as well. Um, we went to, like, two separate churches, and so um, I think there wasn't many people that knew us both that, like, could pour into us and speak into our, our, our dating and our courtship or whatever. Um, and so that was challenging as well. So we were really, like, relying on each other, and we did build a bond because of that and I think in my case it was a little too premature like we got ahead of ourselves because you know it's exciting to be in a relationship um with someone especially I hadn't been in a relationship in a long time before that so Mm -hmm. yeah do you suspect that that was his experience as well like do you think that he would have said that emotionally you were kind of experiencing an intimacy that was deeper than what he would have deemed appropriate I think so. I'm not sure. I know he would have said that we move too quickly. If he attributed that to emotional intimacy, I'm not sure. Um, but I do felt, I do feel like he got a little scared, um, and that's ultimately why we didn't work out because he realized that maybe I'm not ready for a relationship, <laughs> and so I'm not sure that's due to emotional intimacy or. Um, him maybe feeling insecure or things like that. Um, But I know on my end, I think I definitely struggled with the being intimate emotionally. Yeah. So how can we kind of avoid some of this in the future? I mean, not that you have to have all the right answers Mm -hmm. for us, but having had that experience, what is maybe one thing that you might do differently moving forward into relationship? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure um, exactly, but I think... I think I realized going through this process, one, being more aware that this is a potential issue um, and it could be a trigger for other things. Um, And so I think I think I kind of at one point prided myself on the fact that I could guard my heart (laughs) and going through this process I realized okay you're too full of yourself and no (laughs) it does come before the fall and so yeah I think I would be more intentional um and really try and take things slower um in the beginning of a relationship to really um seek God and hear from him um about the relationship um and so yeah I think just being more intentional um on the outset yeah 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 I think there's that um that concept of you know how prepared are we going into something mm-hmm. I think having that mindset already of knowing this is a potential risk knowing that I might be triggered in these emotional ways where um, you might hit some buttons there that make me feel like 
we're a lot deeper or a lot farther along in this relationship than we've actually committed to being. Mm-hmm. And so understanding and I guess just developing a higher awareness of what those particular unique triggers are for us. Because those are those are different for every woman. Right. Like I can talk to you all day about, you know, my past or I could tell you things about my childhood or whatever and it may not make me feel like, oh, that's so deep. That's mm-hmm. you know, I'm a therapist. So that's yeah. also part of it is like That's true. You actually just made me realize something. So um when I was in therapy and really trying to figure out my emotions and what was causing some of my um, lack of, you know, perceived lack of emotions, um, was realizing that, like, when I was a child, I really struggled with feeling like being able to be heard and, and known and seen. Um, and so I felt like my voice was kind of um, limited or my opinions was put on the back burner. And I think in this relationship, it was a place where I could be heard and seen. Um, And I didn't realize, you know, the magnitude of that. And I think that's part of the reason why things move so quickly. And even in my heart, it was easy for me to let my guard down because this is the first time, well, like this is someone that could really know me and understand what I'm going through. Um, So yeah, thank you for saying that because that... (laughs) Yeah, okay, so I love it. She's had a therapeutic breakthrough. (laughs) I did, I did have a breakthrough. (laughs) This is what I love. But no, I, I love that you pointed that out because it that illuminates or illustrates, I think, for us the importance of, you know, to borrow from a Yama Van Zandt, like us doing the work, right? Mm-hmm. Us knowing what are our own particular issues. We have to know ourselves because if we don't, we are at risk when we go into relationships because we don't even know how we might receive something that could mm-hmm. be perfectly appropriate for another person. Right. Right. And so you knowing a little bit more, you know, kind of drawing that connection. Hey, I felt unheard. I felt like I didn't have a voice or I wasn't seen. Mm-hmm. Then in these moments where somebody's like, I want to hear your voice. Tell me all your thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings about this. You're like, oh, this is deep. Like maybe this is the one. Right. And it feels so good in a way that you may not, um, it might not feel as good to someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, and I connect that to, with even with something like physical intimacy I think a lot of times why things run away from us is like uh you know I have a good friend we were talking about how we're made to be physical like Mm -hmm. we're made to be touched we're made in bodies right and so it's supposed to feel good when somebody hugs you Mm -hmm. or touches you or is intimate with you in that way um and if you're somebody who like my friend that was sharing this she's not a very touchy-feely person with just like people in general um so I think because she almost experiences like this deficiency in physical touch Mm. when she's in a relationship with a man things get sexual real fast Mm. because it feels so good because she lacks it right right and I know I certainly felt that like I think I've said maybe maybe I've said this in the podcast before I'm not sure but um I didn't you know have my first kiss until I was 19 Mm. and I remember that guy, I was like, shirts off, let's go. (laughs) Right, right. But it was because I hadn't had that before. And so it was a real easy trigger for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas as I got a little bit older and, you know, had more guys that I dated and held hands with and, you know, did more appropriate touch um, and had that balance, I wasn't as quick to rush to the physical intimacy. Right. It was much easier to say no. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's that knowledge of self. And finding appropriate outlets to experience that yeah. need <laughs> yes. before we put all of that pressure on the relationship. 
Um, I also love something else you said that I don't want to rush past, which is uh, that accountability. You talked about having, you know, kind of lacking that with Mm -hmm. other people to come around you. Um, Do you think moving forward, how might you kind of set up accountability for yourselves Mm -hmm. um, in a new relationship? Right. I think definitely just bringing people in from the onset and just having key people that you can be open with and transparent with that know you um and that so for me like it's 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 important to have those people in my life because as I mentioned I am not aware (laughs) and so people will see things in me and will be able to call it out um and so especially with relationships um I think it's crucial um because you can um like I said, dating and going to relationships is fun. You get the first couple of months, you're like on this cloud and <laughs> you're like, quote unquote, in love, you know, or in lust. And so <laughs> you need someone to like pull you back down to earth and um, have a reality check with. And so I think it's important. Um, I have two close friends um, and this regardless of us being in a relationship or not, like we help keep each other accountable. Um, You know, iron sharpens iron. Um, And so it's important to have that. And then um, also bringing in, you know, older people with more wisdom. Um, My parents have been married for about 30 years. And so pulling them in and seeking their advice and, you know, getting your pastors in and stuff. So yeah, making sure that everything is done in the light and not in the dark. Yeah. yeah, and that's a really great point. I um, I love that you have these different kind of people in different areas of your life and mm-hmm. I think different stages of life too in terms of age and all of that and relationship mm-hmm. status so that you get that diversity of accountability too. Right. I think that's really important. Like you don't always just want you know, your girlfriend that's, like, at the club to be, like, your accountability partner Mm -hmm. because she may not be the most helpful person for you. Right. But that mix of voices can be really great. And I hope that if you're listening to this, um, that you realize that this We Date Modern community can be a little bit of that. We're not going to be perfect as an accountability place for you for sure, but we do have our Facebook group, and um, I'm hoping that that can grow over time as a place where women can be honest with one another Mm -hmm. and just say, look, I'm struggling with this, or... I feel like I'm getting too close to this guy I'm dating or it's been four dates and I'm already like plotting our marriage, you Mm -hmm. know, or our wedding or whatever it may be. Um, Hopefully that can be an outlet for you just to have that extra voice um, on the creepy interwebs, hopefully not so creepy, um, that can be supportive of you and call you out or champion what you're doing um, as you need it. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thank you. You've shared a lot. Um, I am going to drop a few things on our podcast page. So if you go to wedatemodern.com slash podcast, um, I want to share some some of the resources that we've talked about. We mentioned a little bit of that emotionally healthy spirituality, so I'll make sure to include a link there so you can access it. Um, one resource that I wanted to make sure to share based on our conversation is the Boundaries series of books. Have you read any of these Boundaries books? No. Oh, they are so good. It's like I have a shelf of them of just like there's Boundaries in Marriage, Boundaries with Kids, mm. Boundaries in Dating. It's from um, Henry Cloud, Dr. Henry Cloud and John Ta- Townsend. And they're really great in terms of helping us think through maybe how we've developed some of our boundaries or Mm -hmm. lost some of our boundaries and what it means to set up kind of those healthy boundaries for relationships moving forward. It's good. 
Um, my husband's favorite phrase, he's a psychiatrist, and his favorite phrase is, good fences make good neighbors. Mm. And I think that um, he uses that obnoxiously in every situation, but it <laughs> applies in every situation. That um, I think when we have a good fence set up, when we know where we stand and what's a healthy thing to talk about for us, mm-hmm. what our triggers are, what we're about, what you know, where are those spaces where we're likely to lose ourselves, when we know that, we can have really great neighbors, you know. We can allow um, ourselves to be in, in healthy relationships because the other people are aware of where we stand and they can honor those things. The challenge becomes when we don't set up those boundaries and we right. don't establish our fence, um, people can take advantage of us and not always intentionally or from a negative, you know, malicious um Position. It's just that it happens because we never told them, hey, that's some ground that I need you to not mm-hmm. tread on right now. So I'm going to drop that on the podcast page so that you can access those things. Um, share any other resources that you may have come across um, in the Facebook group so that we can all benefit from them. And thanks, thank you so much for listening today. Thanks for listening to this episode. Remember, We Date Modern is a conversation and we value your voice. So add yours at WeDateModern.com or shoot us an email at info at WeDateModern.com.